0: Okay, Chris, now that the strikes are over, that everyone's come together in harmony, that you feel comfortable watching whatever you want again, ha- is there any particular movies or TV shows that you have been into lately that you've been really excited about or that have really kind of like, I don't know, g- really grabbed you?
1: Right. Um, I would say there's two shows I've watched. One's currently airing. One I just binge watched for the most part. Um uh mike flanagan's house of usher did you watch How's, that
0: the fall of house usher yes i, I was house. gonna be one of the ones i was gonna say too okay excellent
1: good well then the other one was um uh gilded age but that's we don't have to talk about that one let's talk about uh fall of house of usher
0: or fall of usher whatever it's called don't want to follow the only i i'm, I'm like i feel kind like, like i'm watching things very slowly these days for some reason um i don't know why that is the case but uh, I'm like five episodes in. Did you finish it already?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I finished it within two or three weeks. It was good. I mean, I've, I'm, you and I have been always really in Flanagan's stuff. So can I ask you an ad hoc question? If you had to sure. rank
0: his series, um, how would you rank
1: them? Uh, Haunting, the
0: ha- Hill Haunting. There's, there's Hunting of Hill, the Haunting, haunting, of, haunting Hill of Hill House, Blind Manor. Yeah. Um, and then Usher. And there's the uh, one on the island. Um,
1: Midnight. Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. So I haven't seen Midnight Mass.
0: Oh, Midnight Mass is great. I know.
1: And I remember you told me that like a year ago. And I was like, I need to watch that. But then I watched Malignant instead. Because <laughs> I was um, like, I started with an M and that was.
0: It's also good. Yeah, It
1: was, yeah. <laughs> um, But I do need to watch that. Uh, I would say Haunting of Hill House is still number one for me. It was just great. Um, Usher is number two and blind manners three i don't think i i like i like forced myself to finish Bly manner because I just wasn't as into it as i was the other two mm-hmm, the other ones like families essentially mm-hmm, that's fine uh, it wasn't bad it just uh, i was just i kind of lost interest what how would you rank them
2: even well, knowing not, that you haven't finished i'm Dasher. not
0: i'm not done with House such so we would have to see i no. i think i agree with that that i um that um I would put The Haunting House before Blind Manor. I really liked Midnight Mass as well. I might even put that above Blind Manor too. Um, yeah. And it probably be between. Oh, I might put Midnight Mass as number one for me, and Haunting House as number two. Oh, I, it's been a while since I've seen Hill House. Though.
1: That's a good selling point for me to um, finally get it off my ass and watch. Uh... The end of
0: Midnight Mass is is wild. Okay. Um, so cool. y- y- I mean, it's one of those. It's a little bit of a slow burn in the beginning, but like the end of it is pretty crazy yeah um and there's another one that is kind of flies under the radar for people who do not know uh it's one that came out last year called the midnight club oh
1: i forgot i watched that one i did watch Mm -hmm. that one yeah 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 i watched that one. i like that one a
0: lot i know that was kind of uh, it was based on some like you know it was based on a book series
1: like adult uh young adult novels or series or something i liked it i liked it yeah um and the one um, gal in that is also in Usher.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, Mike Flanagan uses a lot of his yeah. people. So is the, the guy who plays the like orderly in that one. is also, but he's also in Midnight Mass. So right. um, Mike Flanagan uses a lot of, I mean, very similar to Ryan Murphy, who uses a lot of his people season to I know. Season.
1: Should we eventually just kind of shift over to Mike Flanagan stuff? We have, <laughs> I don't know. It's too late to like go back and do all those episode by episode. We wouldn't have a big audience for that, but. Uh maybe new stuff. Who
0: knows? Maybe we should add that into our queue. I don't know. That'd be mm-hmm. good stuff too. Um, I'll be Speaking curious of... if a lot of the folks who are watching who watch, yeah. You know, I I maybe I, maybe we're the only ones who watch both, but I don't think that's true because I think a lot of people were saying that they watched or were excited about how are coming out. Yeah. But yeah. Should we'll we? have to well, talk when you finish. One other it. thing. One other thing I was gonna say is also a show that I got into recently that I'm not done with. I'm like toward the end of season one is Yellow Jackets. Um Paramount Oh, of, that's also. been
1: recommended to me too. I yeah. I yeah, it's Showtime,
0: right? I think it's Showtime, but if you have Paramount Plus, it's on Paramount Plus. Okay, which I borrow a login for. So you know, <laughs> everyone like, knows now, Tyler. <laughs> that's okay. You know they'll they'll come for us all eventually. Shall we talk about *Delicate*? Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to *This American Horror Story*, an unofficial podcast about the FX hit show *American Horror Story*. I am your host, Tyler Moss, here with my co-host.
1: Chris Husted. uh, Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for bearing with us while we essentially had to binge, binge watch these episodes so we could get our recording to you
0: after waiting for the strikes to end. That's right. Here we are. Welcome back. A little late, but better late than never. Not only better late than never, but only the first half of Delicate has aired so far. Uh, I think I just heard news the other day that they've started filming again for the back half of Delicate, which is going to air, I want to say sometime in sometime early next year. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime early next year. I don't think we, I I don't know. I don't know if we have an exact date yet, but maybe that's just because they just started filming again, but we're at a, uh, you know, it's a spot to come together to reflect. Um, You know, some of you probably were watching all along, others of you waited and watched them all at once, kind of like we did. Uh, But because of that, Chris and I were talking about how the best way to approach this would be. Rather than doing our typical episode-by-episode breakdown of the five episodes everybody's already watched, we just figured we're going to hit them all in one fell swoop. We're going to talk about episodes one through five in this episode, a little kind of condensed versions, so that way we can all feel like we're kind of getting caught up together. And then once we're back with part two of Delicate in the new year, We'll go back to kind of our normal, you know, model of going episode by episode.
1: So spoiler alerts for episodes one through five. If you have not watched the first part one, which is the first five episodes, either pause and go watch it, or maybe you did watch them and you feel like you've watched the same episode over and over and over, because that might be a familiar uh, feeling for you, too. Either way, we're covering five episodes in this episode of of our podcast.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh before we dive in to delicate Chris, a few a few housekeeping notes, I guess, and other things to kick us off. first one in uh, first one is as always. um you can reach out to us at this American story at gmail.com. um assuming kind of in our off period, you know, Gmail and their uh, you know attempt to clean all these old email addresses people aren't using anymore. I've got like a uh, a, th- a thing set up so that way that this American horror story. Forwards to my personal email um so i hope that they would recognize that and not just go and like delete our old this american horror story gmail but uh you know if um i don't know if you email us and it bounces or something like that please let us know because that's probably what happened and of course as always you can uh reach out to us at facebook.com slash this american horror story uh but we're excited to be back with you um I think before we talk about this particular season, Chris, and I think delicate is coming to us as what season 12? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, I I happen to know that number because I was going back through our list of how we ranked episodes. Or seasons oh yeah, oh, one God. through eleven <laughs> uh, at the end of last year. Everyone, well, of the last season, everyone will remember that the last season, season eleven, was NYC. Mm-hmm. So I I'm going to ask you. I'm going to tell you what yours is. You do not know yet. We ha- I've not shared this with you. Right. Um, but I'm going to ask you, in your memory, if you had to randomly pick, 1 through 11, what you ranked NYC at the end of last season, mm-hmm. where do you think you'd put it? I think I would put
1: NYC as, I'm just looking at the full list right now, running through my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's probably somewhere in the middle. I must say six. Damn, that's exactly where. you're What go. are you mm-hmm. serious? <laughs> wow, well, you're one. Wow, with yourself, I swear family. to God, I did not look. <laughs> I did. I mm-hmm. obviously do not know.
0: Wow. Yes, you had. I'll go back to. I'll I'll go back to front. Yeah. You had apocalypse as number eleven. Mm-hmm. Freakshare huh? is number ten. Double features number nine. And then you you typically give kind of a complaint about the fact that we can't break up double feature in two separate seasons. (laughs) I was just going to say
1: that. I was just going to say that. Red Tide (laughs) was wonderful for the most part until the end. And Death Valley was just, what was
0: that? Mm -hmm. You've got Colt at number eight. Hotel at number seven. NYC at number six. Uh, Let's see. Covenant five. Eighty four at four. Roanoke at three. Murder House at two. Asylum at one. I that's interesting to hear that. I think, um, because
1: 1984 that's pretty high. Um, and I remember enjoying it a lot. It makes me want to go re go back and rewatch it.
0: Yeah. To I remember mean,
1: why I liked it so much. Cause
0: it was I one mean, of those seasons cool. where we had almost been kind of like asking for the summer camp. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, yeah. that's that's right up your alley. Yeah. You know, so I, I think there's probably even nostalgically. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, positive f- memories associated with that for you. Hmm. Well,
1: we're, 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 what did you put NYC as?
0: I had NYC, oh, let's see, a step behind you at number seven. Okay. Uh, but my list is slightly different. I have at last, my last one is Colt
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, at 11, Apocalypse at 10, 84 at 9, mm. Freak Show at 8, NYC at 7, Hotel at 6. Covenant 5, Double Feature at 4. I think i give it a little bit more, because I like Red Tide so much, I think i give it a little bit more um, leeway on Death Valley. They did have more uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. Roanoke at 3, Asylum 2, and of course, Burger House at number 1. So where into this mix is Delicate going to fit? Of course, this is the book based on a novel by Danielle Valentine. I will say that, you know, because Chris and I were you know, participating in the boycott up until now, we have not done our typical kind of pre-research for the season at this given point in time. Um, you know, I think as the episodes go along and as we, you know, talk about specific actors or different situations, certainly we're going to kind of look things up and follow through on those things. But this episode is not going to be kind of our typical running through, you know, here's all the background behind this season. Here's the cast, because at this point, you know, a lot of folks already know who's in the cast. We're talking about episodes one through five, right? So I think, uh, really, beyond that, I think the goal here is to kind of dive in. The other thing I did want to note before we go is while each episode of this season does have a different director, um, we they are all written by Hallie Pfeiffer, uh, who is a writer, you know, TV writer, producer, uh, and is known kind of from the American crime story family. So she's, you know, Ryan Murphy alumnus, so mm-hmm. to speak. Which makes sense. Yep.
1: Which is mm-hmm. an and something that we had kind of thought might be a good idea for for the show to have kind of a solid showrunner writing most of it as opposed to people hopping in and out and writing just to mix it up. Um we'll see if how successful we think
0: that is. It's really interesting. It does make me wonder, and this is probably something we should look into, uh, is whether or not that had anything to do with the writer strike to have mm. just like one person do it or whether, you know, they were just trying to experiment with something new and have a single person be consistent throughout episode to episode, which, you know, that's something to be admired there as well. The other thing I will say is that, um, you know, it's interesting that this is the first season of American Horror Story that's based on a book. Now, neither you or I, we both avoided reading the book because we didn't want to have spoilers. Um, there's probably some of you who who did read the book who are listening. So I'll be curious. I, I kind of would, I I think... It would be kind of fun as we go from episode to episode for people who have read the book to chime in either through email yeah. or through Facebook to let us know like this is different in the book. This is, you know, it's always fun to kind of catch those discrepancies. Yeah. And
1: a lot of my decision on that or thinking about that, well, one is this is, like you said, this is the first time an American Horror Story has adapted another piece of work into its um, uh, screenplay. Mm-hmm. And two is, do you remember back when like Game of Thrones was airing, there were there were like there's blogs and there were podcasts. There was one for people who have not read the books, and there's one for people who had read the books. I would always read both because I liked spoilers, but seeing how people appreciate it who didn't know the source material was kind of special and different than people who are like expecting and anticipating certain moments or beats to happen in the story. So I like the idea of, of us going into this just not knowing you know, what happens in delicate condition, the book.
2: Yeah.
0: We're, we're, some, we're blind. Right. Uh, in this particular way, uh, before we talk about episode one called multiply thy pain, which aired back on September 21st, uh, Chris, what are you drinking this evening?
1: I have two drinks. I am drinking a, uh, a hard cider, a cold one. Uh, it's a semi dry one. I like, I prefer them dry. I also poured myself a pretty hefty, uh, four roses. Um, accidentally the the bottle was almost empty. So I just filled it up while I wasn't looking or, you know, not really paying attention. And then the part I was like, well, this, this can't really go back in the bottle. So I, I don't think I'll finish it. I have to go to a holiday party tomorrow night. I can't be, and I have to work tomorrow. So anyway,
0: what are you drinking? <laughs> I thought maybe you were just like, well, we have to talk about five episodes. So I have I know. something that's going to last <laughs> me. I'm just drinking a glass of red wine. It's uh, a red blend. It's, Puzzly. you know, appropriate for the season. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but here in the Northeast, we had, Bit of a snow this morning it didn't really stick too much but a little bit on my car to begin the day so you know starting to get into uh that time of year absolutely mm-hmm. so let's begin with multiply by pain chris of course all this this whole series is really following the story of anna alcott who is one of our you know american story mainstays played by emma roberts um I don't know when you heard just to kick things off when you heard that Emma was coming back that she was going to play this kind of role what was your immediate reaction
1: um you know welcome back because she's been um popping into American Horror Story uh ever since Freak Show I believe and I think right oh yeah Coven sorry Freak Show came after Coven you're right since Coven so it's you know like familiar territory. I'm. I was excited to see her play. Also, somewhat seemingly a different character based off of what I saw in the trailer. Um, not you know Madison Montgomery, but someone who's a little more uh, reserved and uh, kind, maybe gentle. Not as not as uh, curt or mean or or. Uh, but bo- not. But not bossy not the right word. Um, rude. <laughs> let's,
0: just, let's just be let's um yeah let's, let's funny call it it let's call it what it is yeah. right she has a lot this, of zingers
1: but this one yeah so i was excited to see what she would do this character right what about you
0: no i mean I you know i think that um and it, it you know it i'm excited to talk about this because it is a different kind of role for her and i've got mixed feelings about it that i'll voice as we go through um but I'll, you know it, interesting to have her anchor a season. Um, She's played a prominent role in a number of seasons, but this is kind of like, I don't know, this is kind of her biggest like, the first time where she is she is the person,
1: right? In American I mean, in American Horror Story, because she did do Scream Queens and she was...
0: Sure, sure. But like, uh, you know, I think we would very much call her the main character. Even Scream Queens we had, we were kind of split between, what was it, like three three kind of main characters? Three or four, yeah.
1: Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, I will also say like the negative person in me was like, I thought, uh-oh, like why? Why she, she doesn't need to do this? She's she's kind of a movie star now. I mean, not that she doesn't need to come back and do TV, or, but I feel like, in a in a gentle way of saying this, because I totally believe in store and I love it. I feel like it's slowly starting to kind of, you know, fall off the map for popular culture. Um, it doesn't have the resonance that it used to with culture today.
0: Well um, I mean just in a in a very empirical way, it's not getting the same Emmy attention that it right. used to, right? Um in terms of just like accolades. Yeah. So
1: and you know, so I was, you know, my I, I also thought like, oh, um, you know, maybe she needs, she wants to be busy and do some work. That yeah, sounds... maybe
0: they're trying to revive it, right? Um yeah. which but then, a, but then of she course. Has Paul. Then, of course, and this is the other one I wanted to ask you about before we talk through this episode, and this episode is mainly just about, to me, this episode was largely getting introduced to kind of the key points of the plot and the characters. Kim Kardashian was obviously yeah. the big announcement of this season. Uh, I think there was a, what I would say was a pretty viscerally strong native reaction when that yeah. was announced. Yeah. Um uh, let's not talk about her as a character right now. Let's talk about yeah. what your reaction was when you heard that that was the case.
1: I mean, stunt casting. I feel like that's what most people probably thought, and that's no shade or or um, to, to Kim Kardashian's dreams and you know acting and show business because we all know she's incredibly successful and a businesswoman and yada yada. But um, I did not know that she was into acting, so I kind of assumed it was a stunt casting type of a position a role that we have seen in other episodes like adam levine in asylum uh people that are kind of like the drew barrymore in uh, scream where it's you know oh we have this really famous person or this person who is not, not you know not a technically trained actor or whatever but but it'll draw some eyes in like ariana grande in scream queens you know but who she actually is a actress now but um yeah. anyway but so stunt casting what were your thoughts and is
0: it, it wasn't it um is it is it Ah, Kara Gerber, Kyla Gerber, you know who I'm talking Kaya about? Kyle Gerber, yeah. Kyya yeah, Gerber, Kaya yeah, Sorry, thank you. Yeah. That was one where we were or in uh, American yeah. Horror Stories where we were a little bit critical. Um
1: and Paris Jackson. Like I didn't know she was wanted to be an actress and so right, exactly. he likes to pull the the these
0: the names that are gonna get like, almost like in the, like you know, some headlines. So yeah. I think that like my my reaction was very similar to you in that it felt like stunt casting, but I was I think the biggest thing for me is I was surprised at how as I went through this, how big her role actually is. Yeah, I was she's thinking, like a main character. Me. <laughs> I mean, she's like, maybe the third main character if you talk about, you know, Anna and Dax as the top yeah. two. Yeah. So that, that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about her character as it goes on.
0: Uh, but I, I think we both agree. So I think the way we're going to approach, since we're going through five episodes, we're going to kind of hit more high plot, high level plot points and key things we observed, rather than kind of going our typical beat by beat. A couple of things that I wanted to point out, and as you look at your notes, please stop me if you have anything to add. Okay. Obviously, in this particular episode, our cold open involves a home intruder. There's blood. There's a ripped embryo picture, uh, and I mean, we. I think it goes from there to. Um, I'm trying to like in in my notes I believe we go from the ripped embryo to we meet Anna's boyfriend who's played by Matt I don't even know I I can't pronounce his last name. I it's, think it's Zuckerry. Zuckery, Zachary, who is a good, good uh, Gilmore Girls and Good Wife alum. Um we learn that this is set in Brooklyn Heights. She's an actress going through IVF. Um and then we get hit with our credit sequence. Um, yeah. now This is something we'll get to at the end, but uh, well, I'm not even going to get into that right now. I'm going to start by saying um, Matt Zuckery, do you have any familiarity with him prior to this show? I don't. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) I did not. I mean, the main thing that comes to mind for me as I was watching episode one, and I had this at the end of my notes, and I'm sure you did earlier on, is that uh, this I mean, gaslighting is something that we've talked that this show um, has brought up a number of different times, and um, there's been different versions of it. There was literally in um, I think it was Red Tide an episode called Gaslight. Yeah. But then there was also an episode in American Horse Stories. Uh, was it season? I think it was was it season one or season two? Baal. You know which one I'm talking about. Billy Lord. Yeah. Yes, and I was going was to a good ask one. your opinion. Um, it, just in terms of like husbands who are, I mean, let's let's uh, well, we don't need al- to go through the full. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, there's also the American Horror Stories with uh, Gabourey Sidi- Sidibe and um, um, the guy from New Girl. <laughs> uh, and the the security cameras and people weren't believing her that she was seeing seeing people yes. show up at her security cameras. I that's right. So what i'll say is i'm really tired of this storyline <laughs> we've done right. it so many times and it's just such a trope now that it's so frustrating and it can happen a little bit but if we were going to move past it quickly in episode one and keep moving on to you know to the next phase of it, it i would have been okay with it but as we know this story lingers and just keeps cycling through and through and through that it just i don't know i've seen this before how did you feel
0: well, when we met Dex, the immediate, because of this, the, 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 the analogy that came to my mind was um, Matt is, was the name of the character in Baal, who was played by Ronan Rubinstein. And I kept having this idea of like, you know, the kind of deviant partner who's setting up his, his wife for one reason or another. Now, we don't know where this is going, and I'm not fully convinced yet that Dex isn't somehow involved in all this. Um, I I feel like at the same time though that would be really recycling something previous, and it would be a little bit, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Tired at this point in time, so I I think it's possible that Dex like is really just a second victim in the same plot. But that was my obvious comparison point for yeah, um, for the character of Dex was the character of of Matt played by Robin Room Ronan Rubenstein, in yeah, American Horror Stories.
1: And again, bigger picture, we've seen this so many times where the wife sees something or she's dealing with something, but nobody believes
0: her, especially her husband. Exactly. We're also back in New York this season. We were in New York last season. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we commented a lot about in NYC is how much of a character the city of New York felt, both the city and that New York in that particular time period. Uh, I mean, it uh, for me, it definitely has felt in this season less, less oh, yeah. so. Like, obviously- this is...
1: Yeah, this is like shot in Vancouver or something. It's not; it doesn't feel New York at all. It feels like we're in a city, and then most of the time we're actually just at her house, or obviously later
0: on the friend's house. Uh, the house in in the it's in the Hamptons, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on the credit sequence? Um,
1: <laughs> again, like they they I feel like they never go wrong. It's really impressive. It's we're getting lots of imagery of. You know the, the initial ones like the birth canal, uh, it seems to be, and then there's a pregnant belly, and there's a stork with a baby, and there's pregnant bodies, and there's blood and guts and people getting their eyelashes curled and nipped and tucked, and snakes and animals and strollers on fire. It's just lots of really cool imagery. They just, I don't I feel like every year I'm I'm impressed with their title sequences. Um, There's the breastfeeding baby with the um, with the black fingernails, which obviously
0: means something. Uh, What did you think? I really liked this credit sequence. and I actually think there was even a deeper level of sophistication to it because Mm -hmm. it was really juxtaposing this imagery of motherhood with kind of this imagery of womanhood and Mm -hmm. beauty and stuff like that and kind of. I don't know, the interplay of those things and the contrast of those things. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll talk about this as we go through the season, but that's clearly a theme with Anna that surfaces over and over again as she's having to deal with kind of this um, push and pull between being asked to be this beautiful actress and work really hard to, you know, win all these awards and stuff while also dealing with being or wanting to be, uh, you know, a mother. Can you have it both.
1: Um, I think there's a really good spot in the cold open where we see her rushing late to do her egg retrieval at the doctor, Um, sort of notable that it's like her second time or third time I can't remember, Um, but she forgets that you're supposed to be there an hour before your appointment, but then she also stops on the way as she's rushing to get there to take a picture of her billboard. So it's the push and yeah. pull of like, mm-hmm. you know, she wants this, but she also wants this. And they're just
0: half happening it it at the beginning. Coinciding, mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time. It does. Um, we also very quickly after this, uh, get our first glimpse of Dennis O'Hare as the, you know, best IVF doctor in all of New York.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. A very, I mean, you know, We love Dennis O'Hara in all his many forms. I will say that this is another really entertaining one with all the side comments and kind of the passive aggression. Um, Very funny. Keep giving this man work. He's fantastic. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll ceaselessly enjoy him. We also meet early on here in this particular episode after Anna comes out of the, um, the egg harvesting appointment, Uh, Miss Preacher, Mm -hmm. who's played by Tony award winner, Julia White uh she's somebody who becomes more prominent as we go into deeper episodes in this season uh and we very quickly get into this theme that is very persistent across every episode which is that Anna's being watched uh she's being watched by it seems like many different kinds of people sometimes it's even seems like animals but you know she's being watched by Miss Preacher in some Mm -hmm. cases she's quite often being watched by Cara Delevingne in a wig Right, which I thought
1: that was Billy Lord for the first like two episodes. (laughs) I I couldn't tell it was because they're so they're they're all the black and then a little bit of red and smoking and anyway. But yeah, Cara Delvine.
0: And in some cases, is also being watched by Annabelle Dexter Jones in one of her multiple personalities in this particular season. So there's a lot of that discomfort of just always being watched. This in particular reminded me a little bit of NYC, where you had the the kind of metaphorical character in the leather mask that was, you know, watching people all the time. And it was kind of representing just like that oppressive per like oppressive and pervasive feel of like, you know, this just like crushing epidemic uh, around all these characters. Right. Um. But I, you know, one thing that, is unclear to us kind of at this point, although I think it's becoming more clear that like um, at the beginning, it's like, are these people real or is it in her head? Right. Right. And as it goes on,
1: you know, and she questions it herself um, as people question her, we come to find like, is she a reliable narrator? Is she a character that we can trust? What she's experiencing is the truth for the most part. You assume that you can, because she's kind of our vehicle into or vessel into the story. Mm -hmm. but when we start not trusting the people around her it's hard to remember like who's who's experiencing the truth here
0: totally totally also the doctor ends up prescribing her these like dragon teeth sized
2: suppository things things. yeah which like
0: really painful Mm -hmm. um pretty quickly from here as well we meet Siobhan, uh, played by Kim Kardashian, who we learned very quickly is her agent. This is, of course, when we start to realize that this role is a bigger role than we had initially realized for Kim Kardashian. Um, first impressions, you know? First impressions are um,
1: she's playing a character that I feel like she's familiar with. She knows people like that in the business because she is like, you know, she's Kim Kardashian. She's worked with a lot of People who are publicists and including her family, her mom, probably, I don't know. I don't watch Keeping With the Kardashians, but I know enough about it. And I know enough about um, them and their family and their relationships and their show that I know that they have to deal with press and bad press and spinning things. So I, I feel like Kim knows this type of a person and she's, so she's got a good foundation of what to base her character off
0: of. And I thought she's so far, I'm like, okay, she's, mm-hmm. she's, she's not bad. I think that's right, and I think also you're not the only one to think. Oh, Kim must know people who in yeah. his vein and can play those. Because I just saw the other day that apparently Ryan Murphy signed up uh, Kim to play the role of like the as a main character in a future show, where she's like the top divorce lawyer in LA or something like that. So
1: I saw uh, that too. It's gonna be like a whole uh, law firm of women, and she's like the head one, and. I, I don't know how I think that. I, I don't Ryan's think we'll be covering in. that one. <laughs> Ryan's
0: all in. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. In this interaction with Siobhan, we learned a couple key things. We learned, of course, that uh, Anna was kind of like basically, you know, Disney star, child star type. Yeah. Um, you know, you know CW. similar to what you, yeah. I mean, like it's, but you'd expect it to be like the Selena Gomez story or, you know, that kind I of thing. I was thinking more like the Misha Barton or
1: the okay. Rachel Bilson, yeah, yeah. Like that she yeah, was yeah. on like the OC or something like yeah. that.
0: I mean, I don't know that we know how young she is, right? I mean, she was young enough. They made like Barbies, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like when she was a teenager, she was on like a no seat, like like she was like a freshman in high school or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe, Um, maybe you're right because they're Barbies. Maybe it is younger. Um, You might be right. uh, But obviously kind of, you know, the, the big piece of what Siobhan helped, uh, Anna with was making this big transition from Disney star to Oscar nominee. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, she's on the verge of super, super stardom.
0: She's on the verge of super stardom. We also learned that Siobhan also went through IVF. That's where they met was in like an IVF support group. Right. And her particular sessions kind of had failed. A um, couple other details we get pretty quick here is that Dex uh, had a wife who died named a widower, uh, Adal- Adeline. Right. I believe is what it was. Yes. Um, who died in a dramatic accident and at this point in the series we don't yet really know what that dramatic accident was or is mm-hmm. um and we know the kids weren't in the cards for them is how he puts it he did he does mention that at one point in time um so you know this is a second marriage and a lot of the people that anna interacts with knew his first wife Mm-hmm. Whose name? No, oh, I said her name was Ad- was Adelaide. Um, this is, of course, played by Annabelle Dexter Jones, who a lot of people probably know from Succession. Uh, you know, she, I believe, was kind of the heiress of the rival media company to the to the Roy family, the more liberal media family. Um, we meet a couple other characters pretty quick here. <laughs> you just take a drink of that uh, barrel of of whiskey. Oh, excuse me. I feel like I'm breathing fire. <laughs> no, we're not ah. getting into it. Um, they have dinner at one point, Dexter and uh Anna do pretty quickly with uh, Theo and Talia. And I believe Talia is one of these characters that you know works with Dex but had was best friends
1: yeah. with Adeline. She keeps referencing her at Adeline at this dinner and it's like, dude. <laughs> awkward like it's it's a lot of i don't know i i feel so bad for um Anna yeah. at this point yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh in this episode too one of the things shabon is able to book is an appearance on andy cohen mm-hmm. to talk about yeah um you yeah, know th- we learned that she was in like an indie horror movie which is kind of fun
1: yeah i actually um, like that and people talk about how scared they were watching it so i want to i want to know what this movie is I, I i do that that's a very good point thank you for bringing that up
0: I also appreciate that, like in this particular fictional world, an indie horror movie gets all this, you know, acclaim and, and awards coverage and stuff like that, which is something we do not see enough of.
1: I agree. I will say this again and again: Toni Collette deserved an Oscar for *Hereditary*. She was phenomenal acting in that film, that shows so
0: much grief. You've been so very consistent on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, when she's on Andy Cohen, she sees Miss Preacher in the audience, and again, this is kind of like the visions of people watching her throughout the whole time. Um, we also start to see, you know, I, I mentioned previously how there's like these Barbie dolls of her from her period in time in a show. They keep showing up in random places. It's mm-hmm. going to be, we're going to see this as persistent across episodes. Um, So we're, we're going to be dealing with dolls showing up and these kind of disappearing people that she glimpses at the window or in the corner. I think Cara Delevingne pops up again in her wig. Um, We also learned about, at, at, this is back from dinner with, um, Dex, and with uh, Talia, but we learn about this new artist that Dex is backing, whose name is Sonia, who is referenced pretty quickly. That Sonia is almost I, you know, very looks very very similar to uh, Adeline. Adeline, in fact, it's played by the same actress, of course, right? Um, so I believe they go to well, let's see. Well, first of all, so her art is all about fertility is something we learned. So she that is, uses
1: her menstruation to create art.
0: Right. So her art is all about I mean, there obviously there's it's kind of something to that, right? That her art all happens to be about fertility in the midst of Anna's IVF. Mm-hmm. So these are all kind of, we're starting to get the puzzle pieces of, you know, some kind of things happening here, but we don't really get the full picture yet. Um, but Anna has the embryo transfer. She has these disturbing visions as she kind of goes under and you know, has this moment where um, she wakes up in the bed, there's the person in the hood behind her, and there's kind of, uh, in, written in lipstick on the mirror is, don't do it, Anna, which we don't know what that really means at this point in time. It's It feels very much like a red rum style yep. written on the mirror kind of homage. Um, and that's the end of this episode, you know? um. Uh, it, in some ways it feels like a lot happened, but as I kind of review my notes, I feel like we also kind of summed up the main points relatively quickly.
1: I you know the only other thing that I would have added plot point is when she's in the bathroom at the restaurant, she sees some shoes in there shoes, Yeah, that are like mm-hmm. green shoes that are important for later on. And there's a few things here or there, like, um, like they find a spider on her head or um, she pulls like a long hair out, like just like little horror things that we don't know what they actually mean are happening yeah. in the middle of all this. Um, I, I I will say I, I did like this episode. I was interested. I was like, okay, all right. I'm I'm not like, oh shit, I'm fully in, but I'm like, this is cool. Uh I think the director who was Jessica Yu did a great yes. job. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, Jessica Yu, I believe, is also new to American Horror Story, if I'm okay. right. I think Jessica Yu directed episodes of Billions, The Affair. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so she's yeah. yeah. Hollywood and Ratchet. Oh, okay. And also, so, a morning show. Yeah. So she she has some Ryan yeah. Murphy experience, but not particularly like yeah. a horror story.
1: You usually get a pretty, and not knocking like later directors, but usually get like a good director to shoot the pilot of or the first episode of whatever you're doing. Um, but it was like lots of close ups, and then there's some like hazy appearances at night that were almost like noir esque. Um, also, like you get Anna looking in mirrors a bit. And have you ever seen Suspiria? huh oh my god oh my god go watch *Suspiria*; it's so good but you're getting i i got like some suspiria vibes it's like because you're the world that they've created for this story is this rich sleek minimalist which also to me could be kind of boring that's why some of this later on i'm like i there's no character with the locations at all which may be part of the point but but i thought the director did a really good job of like explaining how kind of bleak this world is and it's sort of depressing for most people who like a little bit of charm and character or anything with personality there's not a lot here besides the bare bones of desire of what Anna needs and wants and ultimately how she has to deal with the exterior uh and peripheral variables that uh can put a obstacle in her way or challenge in her way of getting what she wants which are two things um what do should we how what are we gonna
0: that that was kind of my
1: summary of episode one how what should we do these as
0: uh dragon thing size suppositories
2: oh god
1: (laughs) um suppositories yes the what were they were like uh um vitamin ones or something i can't remember what they were Uh,
0: i I mean i guess they weren't i guess they're prenatal i mean i guess they're prenatal prenatal i'm sure
1: it exists but uh, anyway um, and do we do it out of ten or out of five? We add do it out of five, and then we add them together.
0: It's been a bit. That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I'll give this three and a half because I was like, it's fine. I enjoyed it. I didn't waste my time. Um, I would. I think the characters are interesting. Um, the premise is cool. There's some sleek, cool visuals that uh, are happening. Uh, there's enough of a mystery that I'm curious for more. And the acting was um fine it was good it wasn't like kim kardashian didn't turn me away like i actually thought might happen (laughs) um
0: in my review i'm going to go even a step further and say that perhaps this is an unpopular position i thought kim kardashian did a good job in this particular episode um i I, this is potentially a really unpopular position i thought she might have been better than emma roberts in this episode uh you know i this is one thing that i'm going to reflect on a little bit as I go from episode to episode because I was writing down similar to kind of we talked about previously like obviously American Horror Story has a history and American Horror Stories has talked a lot about the gaslighting of women but but also about pregnancy right Mm -hmm. there's so many instances of pregnancy we've got you know Murder House we have Red Tide we have Asylum we have Death Valley was uh, you know had a big part was pregnancies both in you know across genders and then you know the American Horror Stories episodes too like Baal like I talked about previously and one of the things I was thinking to myself is like well you know both Anna and Liv who was the character played by Billy Lord in Baal uh, went, underwent IVF were in a position where like they didn't know if they could trust their husband and stuff like that and I feel a little bit like I found myself holding Emma Roberts to the standard of Billy Lord in that episode which we if I recall you and I both really thought Billy Lord did a really She came uh, in her job. own in that
1: yeah and she gets a lot of flack for not being obviously on the level early on uh in american horror story in with acting chops as um some of the other you know i mean who who can who can compete with jessica lang or whatever but um but yeah but but ball was the first time we're like wow
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so i i was kind of thinking like you know i'm not i'm not gonna say emma Roberts did a bad job but i do feel like comparatively i was like ah you know Lord might've done a better job with this, you know, well, which was along I mean, those lines. Are we just doing the same story essentially right now so far? And, th- and that was one of the things that worried me. I'll say overall, I think I even, when I wrote down my rating for this episode, uh, I gave it a four because I was like, this oh. is a solid start. You know, I thought Got there was actually creepy moments in here. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm engaged. I, I want to watch the next episode. Um, But I think I walked into it with reservations around how this was going to go forward because I was like, we've covered so many angles of this before there's orange flags of it being, you know, potentially something we've, we've already seen.
2: Yeah.
1: A bigger question is like, why do we keep going back to this? Well, a demon
0: pregnancy or a a non-human pregnancy or, you know, Mm. Mm-hmm, exactly so again you know for our first episode i think that puts us at what uh i'm a four you're a three and a half seven, and, seven a half. and a half that's a compelling start you know we're 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 kicking things off uh on a reasonable foot honestly potentially better than i thought we would be yep so let's talk episode two episode two was called rockabye again this was written by hallie pfeiffer but the director for this episode was jennifer lynch you know american story mainstay yep
1: yep um i did write the cold open down you want me to cover it police so security footage shows that there's no one entering or exiting the building and that is because and this is the fertility clinic where um anna saw Ms. preacher and the police are investigating. oh sorry sorry no 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 i take that back oh my god i take that back this is this is the apartment from the for what she said that was the break-in sorry um there are lots of security footage shown later anyway the police are investigating Um, they also say nice color on you a lot to, uh, Anna, which is odd or to other people. Anyway, police are asking her if that her medication, her suppositories perhaps are causing hallucinations. Um, and then when she, a little bit later, when she sees, she, she thinks she sees the lady in the black and the red, which is Kara's character. She like turns back and sees like a baby in black and red and i was just like oh really like that's such a fake switch whatever anyway um and then uh i think and then i wrote my notes are really bad on this i wrote kim k is not bad but she's not good she's sort of (laughs) one-dimensional and i was like now she's kind of being a a not a a jerk (laughs) yeah telling anna that she will find her an application for costco if she doesn't go to um,
0: the Gotham but, Awards, whatever it
1: is. Yeah, the Gotham Awards, uh, and it gives her a like a tray of vials of B twelve to to do or whatever. They
0: look oddly like blood.
1: Yeah, like she was so nice to her the first episode. She's like, I can just fill you out anyway. That just this is why I'm like, they're just writing her, that character Siobhan to be what they need her to be. Obviously, we later on we kind of understand why she might have some of these motivations, but she's not really. There's it's thinly veiled at times um anyway two weeks goes by. Wait, wait actually i didn't write it when the end when when the uh cold open ends i just kept writing
0: that's all right i mean we don't need a i can keep going though Easy. two weeks yeah two well, weeks later well uh, can i let me weigh in one thing yeah. too about Siobhan at this point in time because i think this for me after i i'd had a pretty good i was pretty you know like i said i think i was like okay with Siobhan in episode one this this felt like a over-the-top or unreasonable reaction in episode two especially given they're supposed to be best friends they were an
1: IVF like support group together
0: right and so I was like okay maybe I you know was a little uh, too generous about what was happening too early um and then you know when she gives her these weird vials of b12 um that again to me look like blood I, I even wrote my notes. I was like malignant question mark. And I feel like if Siobhan was supposed to be, you know, if if it was supposed to be a little bit more drawn out that Siobhan was like up to something devious, I felt like uh, that cover was blown quite quickly. You know what I mean? Um, perhaps by Kim Kardashian's acting or perhaps by the fact that she had a pregnant woman drinking B12. But again, she didn't know she was pregnant at this point in time yet. I don't think, well, I don't even think Anna knew, but someone who had just gone through IVF and obviously is in a very delicate condition and should not be consuming weird, random things. I think yeah, Anna's even like, is this okay for pregnancy? And she was like, Oh yeah, of course. I
1: feel like any, I mean, maybe she would trust Siobhan, but you know, I don't know. In my experience, people who are cognizant of their body's needs for wanting to carry a baby or get pregnant um, aren't going to take something they don't know about um,
0: without looking trusting. it up or Googling
1: it. Yeah. It's a little, like, little too
0: trusting. Yeah. Right? I think that's, I think that's exactly right. Um, and pretty soon oh, after this, I, go ahead.
1: I was going to say here, and this is our first like time slip um, uh, moment where two weeks goes by and she doesn't, and Anna doesn't even realize two weeks have gone by because she's like, she doesn't want he, her, her Dex was like, you should take a pregnancy test. And she's like, I have to wait the two weeks then if you ever try to get pregnant, the two week wait is after you think um, the egg has been released and fertilization may occur. It takes about two weeks for um, the pregnancy test to register if it's positive. Um, so this is our first moment where we also get this like time, I'm calling it time slipping because I also just watched all of Loki season two, which is amazing. Um, and he time slips into different eras and and times but uh it's but she doesn't realize it anyway the pregnancy test is positive and then dex takes a call from sonia and walks away like he's like oh i gotta take this he sucks he's horrible but um siobhan's excited and siobhan gets her madonna's dress to try on uh like a vintage authentic the original dress that madonna wore to the 91 vmas or something like that i can't remember which awards it was uh-huh. Uh, and they try it on, and then it's great. They're having a moment, their besties again. And she, Siobhan's excited for um, Anna that she's pregnant. But then the mirror that had the
0: like, don't do it, uh, shatters. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, you know, I. This is also kind of in this initial reaction from Kim K is when we start to get kind of our uh, our tension between really Dr. Hill, who Dennis O'Hare's character, and Siobhan, who are kind of like the opposite ends of the job versus baby spectrum, right? Throughout the series, so from what we've seen so far, Dr. Hill's like, you can't do this thing. You can't undergo stress. You have to be, if you want to have this baby, you really need to do nothing. And uh, meanwhile, Siobhan's like, I'm going to get you a Costco application if you don't go to the Gotham Awards. Um, right. So they kind of uh, manifest the metaphorical tension between career and motherhood.
1: This is also right when they start taking a lot of jabs and making a lot of age jokes about Anna, even though yeah,
0: she's like and even though she's like thirty five right or something like I that think, or is it even
1: I don't know i mean I, I I don't know if they ever say her age exactly, but uh, emma Roberts is thirty two I believe
2: because she meets <laughs>
1: the her rival on the on the red carpet who who's like a child yeah who, yeah, who's like a you know twenty 22 year old or so i'm not sure how that i think her name is but that, that to me as someone who is older than emma roberts is is just outrageous to me that we keep making digs at age and i know that, that that i don't live in this world and i do not have that experience as a woman in um you know film and media in that sense in front of the camera the pressures that they have to face which god it sucks um but i would i i would hope that you know, 32 is not to me that that's not outrageously old and dated. Like, I don't know.
0: I, I hear you. But at the same time, I almost wonder if it was meant to intentionally be hyperbolic, you know, because it is, it is almost ridiculous. Right. Good when point. you see. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: very good point. Like yeah. no one in their right mind would ever really say this, but that is. The point.
0: Yeah. That, she's that, effectively that, overshadowed by a child on the red carpet, right?
1: Yes. There's always someone younger. There's always someone coming up who looked up to her, which is amazing that that's a thing but yes mm-hmm. um,
0: But to anyway, your point th- though that you said previously we get another scene where Anna yeah. gets kind of stuck in a bathroom there's a lot of bathroom scenes with a little cuckoo lady yes, who is very excited uh, is a fan of Anna's and Just... kind of gets into a wee- well so Anna starts vomiting again We this is when like I think the first time she vomits is after Siobhan gives her the B12 and it's like is she pregnant or is oh, it right, from right. the B12 and now we know she's pregnant and she's vomiting again but you know she's you know, also she's picking also at kind of this sensitive. thing on her. Chin. She's yeah. also picking at a thing on her chin that we'll see over and over and over. Yeah. So so the woman tries to hold happen. her hair back. Right. Right. The woman tries to like hold her hair back when she's like vomiting and stuff. She doesn't like her being that close. Ends up pushing her and she like basically hits her head against the vanity mm-hmm. and apparently it just seems to be bleeding out on the floor. Um. In the meanwhile, Zachary Quinto is presenting uh, Anna's category. Uh. You know and and trying to announce the winner. Um. And Anna just is like, someone's like, Anna, they're announcing your word. She's like, don't come in. And she goes at the other door. I do have to say that, like, at this point, I was like, she's kind of a monster to, like, just leave this person here. And this is, we see, you know, as the episodes go on, we start to see Anna's not as, like, wholesome and, I don't know. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Innocent as, you know, you, she kind of feels in episode one. She
1: She's supposed to be like layered and obviously she wants certain things as we know like she's driven by two goals right now that are you know winning and achieving her career which all actors and actresses mostly want and having the child but she's also has this whole like world swirling around her that's just screwing with her mind and what's reality and what's not
0: yeah it's and um then, uh, you know she gets she wins the award and then goes up and does like yeah vomits vomits black, black, black tar and which whatever. again this is one of those things where it's not clear to us whether or not she she actually vomits some i don't know that we actually know she vomits something nasty and black or she just vomits and she's having kind of a hallucination because yeah, right? they reference that she vomits like
1: later and that's like her pr mess that she has to clean up um real quick side uh the woman who plays the crazed fan in the bathroom is also in Gilded Age. She plays Mrs. Fish. Anyway, no one's going to care about that. Two people who listen to this might be like, oh, that's her. (laughs) Um, But uh, this is also just, again, like we have no idea if we can trust what she sees at this point, uh, which is fine and frustrating.
0: Well, because we realize, you know, I think she comes to after vomiting and passing out and there's no sign of the woman in the bathroom. There's no sign of the blood. There's no sign of uh, any any kind of interaction with somebody in there at all and so she gets this pulled is away by where it the like an unreliable narrator thing we're not sure what's real um and she has a pr problem to deal with so they decide to go stay at talia's house who's dex's financier i mean the one yeah the one she went to dinner with in episode one um who knew Ad, 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 adeline adeline quite well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and she lives in this or doesn't live she has like this um i want to say like holiday house in the hamptons that um it's like all glass windows and dex makes a very cliche joke about people who live in glass houses but i think we also learned that um talia like uh was like uh sold a sold a very successful startup at the age of 28 or something like that he said and then was a very successful vc or something so she's, she's rolling in dough you know yeah yeah um but in in that house is where she first sees the photo in the drawer, um, of Dex and Adeline and Talia and Theo, I believe, which just happens to randomly be in the silverware drawer. Which yep. I think it, it's kind of insinuated that like Anna's wondering like, did Talia put this here intentionally? Or you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. This is where I. Th- you start getting the vibes that things are maybe being planted. They're messing with her psyche. They want her to break in some form or, but we don't know who they are or if she's just being delusional, you know, it's, it's unclear.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But
1: anyway, while she's there, she goes and gets yoga done or she goes to yoga and has, you know, pains and she's the security guy. Like the, the supermodel guy takes her to the hospital. uh, And, Boom. Her nurse is Kara Delavigne. Nurse
0: Ivy. Nurse is Ivy. That, is that how you say it? De La Vigne? I don't know. I think so.
1: I should notice. I look I I look this up every like I don't know, every year or so. because like, how do you say that? Not that oh, she comes God, into my mind Delevingne. that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's Day Levine. Yeah, De La sounds right. Um doesn't but, have a lot of
0: bread, no, not a lot of bedside manner from her either.
1: No, she's odd and And I didn't know that she was the person that we'd seen in the black and red also um, prior to this. I thought this was the first time of us seeing Kara's character, Ivy. Um, But anyway, she's worried about, uh, Anna's worried about the baby, um, gives her, says she's 12 weeks, which is crazy. Um, And then gives her transvaginal uh, ultrasound, which is not, I'm pretty sure that's not what you do at 12 weeks. Uh, But because we do that, we get... um, horrible bedside manner and leaving the bloody wand uh like sitting there and then she just bails uh says i'm gonna go get the doctor never we don't see her then later on we find out that um there's no nurse named ivy at that hospital
0: the next year with her and of course we have this disturbing scene where uh anna has apparent miscarriage on the toilet which yeah is, is that that was kind of i mean that i'll say emma roberts um Pulls on heartstrings there. That was that yeah. was hard to watch. Who
1: she is a mother herself. Not that that I mean, she's a great actress, but um also her husband De- Dex sucks. He's awful. He's always gone. He's not around.
0: Clearly, I'm suspicious of him at this point. I agree with that. I was very suspicious of him. He like he he seems very uh insincere in his concern about her because he's like, Oh, I'm so worried about you, but also I'm gonna go. Go see Sonia about alone. art. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a piece of this. I think we're suspicious at this point of Talia, who I should also mention is also a uh, alumni from Succession as well. In addition to oh. she played the character Jess Jordan, who I want to say I don't even remember who that character was. Um, Kendall Roy's assistant. That's right. So, you know um i thought she actually is really a good actress too i've been i was impressed by her between episodes one and two um yeah so i don't know in terms of summing up this particular episode i can go first on this one yep um i thought i thought it ended stronger than it started um i like i thought that like the hospital scene was kind of like fucked up and it was kind of powerful um i wasn't a huge fan of the gotham awards piece and like the the thing like her memories of things happening that didn't actually happen i i didn't love either um i thought this episode was fine i think i ended up rating it like uh three and a half is what i have down i was like you know it's it's hard to assess what's real i'm kind of frustrated with that particular aspect right now um i'm still you know ready to see to watch the epi- next episode and see what's happening but that's mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where i'm feeling after this one how about you
1: yeah i would say the two other things that stood out to me well one obviously is like anna seems to me just being getting gaslit so much so i don't like that because i've just we've been down this road before like her husband also like is lying her to get drugged with medication even though she didn't want it after the gotham wards when she was like passed out on the journey um and she doesn't want it because she's pregnant, which is weird that she doesn't want that, but she took the stuff she doesn't know what it is. Um, And then they do reference... This is something that was in the news, actually, when this came out, and now I know what it meant. Um, They referenced Olivia Wilde in it and how she turned the tables and used sexism to not talk about her onset relationship with Harry Styles, which was quite the gossip and the drama. And still, like, you know, it's not cool because... Even though the woman and the man are kind of reversed in the gen- in the gender um, uh, roles that are typical of a director and the actress, it's still someone who has power over someone else. Anyway, um, I I liked sort of that commentary, but they didn't go into enough of it too much. But it was interesting to hear that. I give this. I gave it three. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, I thought it was fine um i was at this point i was starting to get annoyed with the uh, gaslighting because it didn't see it going anywhere yet and yeah. it, i was looking for it to like to continue to build something bigger and this just didn't really get there for me yet it wasn't
0: bad i I, I like you said i still want to see the next episode but yeah. um yeah one of, the other, one of the other things we didn't mention too is that at the table at the gotham awards we meet the director of oh yeah the movie um whose name is hamish I hamish think. yeah um And there's already kind of like a weird, um, I don't know, like both Siobhan and Anna seem to be like very dismissive and almost antagonistic toward Hamish. Now I think we know a little bit, we understand more later about Siobhan's relationship with him, but it's like kind of unclear why Anna's, I mean, I think he says something that's kind of tone deaf or something to her. So maybe that's like supposed to indicate that he did a lot of that, but also, I mean, it's not really clear like why she has such negative feelings toward him. I mean, they are, I think the movie's called the Tour or something like that, isn't it? And this movie that was supposed to be some weird indie project is you know has blown up to this big thing. You think I don't know. It, it was yeah. uh, it, the dynamic's a little odd there. Yeah.
1: Neither the ladies seem to like him.
0: No, they don't. Um, which who knows, maybe that's supposed to be indicative of also some kind of past past behavior. Yeah. Um that actor is his name's Dominic Burgess. He's been in shows like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, apparently, but also feud—the Benton Jones story. So, um,
1: so that gives us six and a half for that episode.
0: That gives us six and a half for that episode. That episode was called "Rockabye." We moved from there into episode three, "When the Bow Breaks." This is also directed by Jennifer Lynch. We're going from "Rockabye" to "When the Bow Breaks." So, uh, we're—I don't know if we're just going to keep at that point. We could just keep going through lyrics to maybe yeah. the next episode would be <laughs> called "The Baby Will Fall." Um. We do you want to do the call-up in this
1: one? Sure. I actually do, I did mark where this one ended. Uh Anna's it's a dream sequence. She's dancing with a baby in the meadow with flowers, but then all of a sudden the baby disappears and her dress starts like from the bottom, starts kind of turning like blood red, and she's covered in flies. Um, she like wakes up from it. She thinks that the police are not gonna believe her anymore. This is also coming off the back of learning that Ivy doesn't work at that hospital there's no one named i'd be there about so the people aren't going to believe her because a the apartment stalker and now the nurse that doesn't exist um in my in my at this point my thoughts are like anna sometimes seems like she wants a baby but i i still don't really know what her motivation is and why she really wants one she seems like she's very focused on it but we don't have any backstory at this point of like like you know i don't want to be cliche but like all women are mothers you know that's not true so like it's good to know
0: at some point and i don't remember if it's this episode or not so i'm beginning. Have, yeah i think dex oh well is this the episode with dex's mother or is that the next one maybe i'll hold that till we get there okay right, continue on
1: okay um uh anyway anna runs into preach and um but then she has like a time slip moment again <laughs> um at this point i'm like why didn't you just ask preach like what like what do you want or preacher sorry well yeah. is it preacher or preach creature creature um anyway why don't you ask her what she wants? anyway um and uh dex of course doesn't believe her again on certain things and i this is where i actually wrote dex reminds me of harry gardner from red tide which was finn witchrock's character uh when his wife started you know devolving into whatever the creatures were um he's so mean to her and dex is so mean to anna he never believes her and he, it's just a lot. Anyway, Anna takes them to a spot in the woods because so they're driving back and Anna was like, I'm going to walk from here. And she walks in the woods, sees Preacher. That's that's where it is. Uh, um, She takes him in the, in
0: the tree, in the tree, which is kind of weird
1: in the tree. Uh, then they go back. Sorry. And, the, and there was like a fire burning there, like a fire pit. And it takes them back to the spot in the woods where she thought she saw Preacher there's No sign of her or the fire that was there, but just a white owl that's up on in the tree where Preacher was, uh, screeching, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was a little bit. I forgot about the important part of like where she found her and why she got out of the car, but yeah, and that was the end of the uh, cold open. I'm well, she got,
0: um, you know, she got in the fight with, yeah, well, like you said, with Dex. Um, one, I think it was last episode where we were introduced to Kamal, um, which I, the actress name is Mazali. I actually think he does a pretty good job, like, he seems like a I would what I would expect from kind of a somewhat blank canvas security guard. Yeah. Um I feel you know, like I
1: trust him. He seems like a good
0: that's guy. that's what I was gonna say. I trust him. So yeah. like I want to like, hope he's not he, bad. He's one of the few characters that I am not actually yeah. suspicious of at this point in time. Yeah. Um we also go from here to getting like more attention on Anna's Anna's zit to it, like is is getting kind of gnarly, or whether or not it's actually a zit, I don't know. Um I'm still waiting. I like I'm used to that urban legend. I'm waiting for like spiders, and because
1: of all the spiders. Yeah, well, the spiders spider to out. I, yep. I know
0: that too, totally. And we get that other urban legend about how many spiders you eat in your sleep, I think, at some point. Yep.
1: Um Ivy has the same mole. Yeah, that was weird. Spot.
0: Yes, yes, that was weird too. Um she so Anna wakes up again, and I am not sure if how much I don't remember if a bunch of time, like what the time slip was here, because there's like it's hard to keep track of timelines a little bit with the way the time slipping is happening. Yeah. But we meet for the first time. Mikhail also, at this snarker. point, would
1: you, sorry, would you not just be like, let me go like
0: ask people what I did yesterday or two days ago when I apparently don't remember? Well, yeah, like I have whole I days need... missing and no one seems to. Yeah, you know, was she just going about doing her normal stuff or was she like frozen in her bed? I don't know.
1: This is why this kind of gaslighting thing sucks as a storyline for this long because any reasonable person would be asking or looking at their phone. Did I take a photo that day? Where like did I have an appointment? Who did
0: I talk where, to where did the days go? Where is did I just, go? Yeah, like, oh, I yeah. lost two weeks. That's not, yeah, unusual.
1: it could <laughs> happen is... for like two episodes, but by, uh, by now it's like, no, 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 sweetheart, you need to, yeah, is
0: that yeah, me you ask that somebody, so nice? yeah,
1: okay, continue. Sorry,
0: mm-hmm. so uh, she finds Michaela Rodriguez in the house, his character's name is Nicolette. Um, this is the first time we meet her. Um, she's in the kitchen pumping, um, you know, she's the, the manager of Talia's glass house. Uh Wheel she has an eight-week old. Of course, it's it's relevant at this point that uh Anna just lost her child. And then of course she's kind of having to be confronted with somebody who has an eight-week old baby. Poor thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Also um, played
1: by Michaela J.
0: Rodriguez from Pose. That's right. Nicolette. Pose, another Pose alumni. That's right. Um Shabon blames Anna's, you know, state on on her miscarriage um and mm. tells her that she's booked her the cover of vogue at this point in time um so that's her <laughs> kind of re- like, re- re- rebound from bombing at yeah. the gothams is that she you know has anna Wintour on speed dial apparently that's insane <laughs> mm-hmm. um i think at the, i think at this point i think at the house siobhan comes to the house at this point because i think dex has siobhan come out to the house mm-hmm. they're doing they're doing like a walk on the beach and then that's where anna happens to trip over like a voodoo doll of herself that same mm-hmm. little doll that has a bunch of like pins in it and this is the first time on the beach that we see the creepy people with the black dogs and the weird hats the i look call lady. them
1: yeah i call them the 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 black veiled ladies
0: the black veiled ladies i don't know that i realized that they were ladies at this point in time but we uh, yeah
1: that's people. true they were wearing dresses and i yeah um I think I they had like I thought they were like black goats with them, or were they dogs and goats, or was there both, or were just were they dogs? I can't remember. Anyway, I
0: wrote I wrote dogs. Maybe they were goats. They were very they were very creepy. I and they had like was, these
1: feathered like crow type like yeah ear um,
0: hat things.
1: It was they were, very like fashiony though, which is it was it was creepy very and fashiony at the same time. Which I liked
0: I, it. I, I did like yeah. Um, also, how many creepy versions of Rockabye Baby do we hear in this particular episode? There's a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, it's it it kind of uses that a little too much, you know. Uh, it loses its effectiveness, but uh, I do like it.
0: And Anna comes across this creepy secret door in the basement. She's kind of been hearing things in the basement up until now, and then finds this door that's like it seems like it's a door that's only like four feet tall or something. It's, it's not like a little, uh, hobbit door. Yeah, it's not a full size door. Shire, exactly. Um, open is able to open the door. It's a tunnel to like a room of fetuses in jars that felt very murder house is what i was thinking of at this point in time yep um it goes from there to being there's like a room with a stirrup bed that the ladies in the hoods um appear in to strap her to and chloroformer um, chloroformer and she wakes up with yeah you know, i i wrote that she wakes up with a baby inside her i don't know if we actually knew that right then but like yeah. that's the presumption right
1: what we see in that room is like, there's some like, like Satan is written. Sa- sa- satanic stuff is written on in that like room with the operating table thing. And they do inject something into her leg. She passes out. Um, and then they, she wakes up in, spot in the spot where she originally was before she went in it, where she passed out when she was drinking the wine in the basement. She, she wakes up there and runs upstairs.
0: Right. So fair enough that she might think that like, oh, I imagined that piece happening, but also why does not she inquire about this weird, how about door in the basement to, I don't know somebody it's like, she's... Dex, look at this. Yeah. It's look kind what of suspicious. Um, security, security. Well, right. Come uh, look at this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like at least come all would listen to her. Right. But she then starts to experience pregnancy symptoms, um, including like bleeding teeth is one of the ones. And, you know, we learn she learns that from Dr. Hill that, like, oh well, pregnancy symptoms could be something that you continue to experience post-miscarriage. Um, but you know, I think Anna at this point is thinking, Oh, maybe there's I'm I'm feeling something inside of me. This feels like more than just kind of hallucinations of, of the baby. Um, on the way home, um, she really sees this was a like a kind of a weird thing that I didn't know fully what it meant. She sees Sonia the artist weirdly standing on the street, staring at her in the car as if she knew she was going to be there. Mm. And and then Anna like hops out and then suddenly get, just gives her a weird look until Dex happens to come by and grab her and not see Anna going. That was all yeah. incredibly odd interaction. And then Anna never really like, uh, I don't know. It, it was creepy as hell, but like, I don't, I didn't know what to make of that. I don't know if Anna thought that she was like hallucinating it again or what was supposed to be up At that point in time. Yeah. No, that,
1: that, um, is, uh, no, this is not that episode. Okay. Um, yes, it was interesting though, because it was just reminding us that they're there and it's also feeding in into her insecurity about Dex having an affair with Sonia, who was like Adeline. Um, and now that she's quote unquote pregnant and she's feeling the baby move, hormonal things may be happening as well. So it's like, what's actually reality? Um, but it was again. it was interesting because again another reason to not trust Dex or the look alike to Adeline Sonia,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and then this episode ends with in her calendar on her phone. Someone, an odd way for somebody to be messaging her. I guess there's some creativity in this that someone's they're messaging her through somebody having access to her calendar and making her calendar little. Alerts. I know <laughs> this is
1: the funniest part of this whole series to me is like she changes her password, but then she's like communicating to her stalker through her calendar app. <laughs> and they're the, like they did something to your baby and she's like your baby isn't dead obviously we know later on who this person is but like this is a very tech savvy uh stalker but when you find out who the actual stalker is, who's communicating
0: with her it just no way that that's possible like it's ridiculous you know what this made me think of for some reason is do you know that meme about kelly Rowland from the music yeah video for the song dilemma <laughs> yes
1: Yes, absolutely. She's messaging Nelly through uh, Excel, yeah, like on, her, Excel on her on her, kick, her phone, <laughs> uh, yeah, on her how oh those switch kick yeah, switch? Whatever, whatever I forgot that. they were called it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, that's that's kind of what it might have been for some reason. Oh,
1: and then also the house manager Nicolette is actually like standing inside
0: and watching her at the window, right? Yeah, As she's in the yard well, next to a carcass, like in mag with
1: maggots in it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I will say I liked this episode. This was probably my favorite episode. Um, I think a lot happened. It was interesting. Visually, it was cool. It sort of advanced the plot again. um, I think we covered every point I had. I will say again, this, I wrote this in my notes again, that Siobhan, Kim Kardashian's character, is very one note at this still. Like it's just, she's got the snarky, like sassy business uh, woman, uh, hashtag boss lady uh vibe but beyond that there's not a lot more going on and I wish for something a little more deeper um I think also Anna's character I want I need to know why she wants this baby so badly you know because that's missing for me I you need to care about characters or at least find them compelling and I don't really find anybody that compelling by episode three um i'm enamored in a way with the visuals per usual but and this story this part of the story was was interesting because like again the secret passage lots of questions very american horror story where people just don't act rationally uh so i i i give this one um i'm gonna give it 3.75 nice. uh vials of b12 this time <laughs> this is the highest I'm gonna give anything out of these five, by the way.
0: So oh interesting. I so I actually gave this one um I'm giving this one a four again, back to my Ooh, number one. Okay. Uh because I get I thought it was a solid episode too. Um yeah. you know what? I thought that it this episode was I, I mean, compared to the other ones, I thought this was pretty fast paced. There was a lot happening. Yes. Um, we get a lot of movement with learning about these mysterious and very creepy women in the dresses. Um we get the interaction like the, you know, Sonia on the curb. We get the weird thing with the, um, like the, like the pregnancy systems, the, the fact that the pregnancy symptoms are also kind of so gross and creepy is there's like a, I don't know. It's like turning this beautiful thing kind of on its head. I don't know. I, I thought this episode was pretty well done. Um, creepy. Get the story moving. I thought Emma Roberts, I thought Emma Roberts did a good job in this episode. Um, I, d- I agree with you. And this is something that'll really be the case when we talk about next episode that like, I don't know that I love Anna as a character. I'm not like super invested in her, but I thought, right. that, you know, the story was compelling enough. Um, so let's then move on to episode four. Called... Wait, so that's four.
1: That's 7.75. 7. That's our highest ranked episode. I think that... that's probably right between yeah. the
0: first three, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about episode four. Vanishing mm-hmm. Twin. This is directed by John J. Gray. Right, another is, staple. Another staple. Um this cold open starts very differently than the other three. Do you want to talk us through it?
1: Absolutely. This is this is the episode with the shortest amount of notes I have. Um it is 1855 in Ham Court, Hampton Court, Biff. England. I have, I have 1555. <laughs> oh sorry, I said sorry I said 18. Yes, 15, 50. Yes, 1555. See, I shouldn't have Taking a swig of that whiskey. (laughs) Hampton Court, England. Um, Mary uh, is giving birth to a child behind closed doors. All her servants on the outside. Um, Elizabeth, her sister, comes in and she's like, I'm her sister. Let me in. um, Because Mary has said that she's delivering this baby by herself. Elizabeth gets in and she starts hearing voices. And Mary is on the bed just writhing. uh, And Elizabeth, her sister, hears these voices uh around her and then two of the black veiled dressed ladies uh show up and say it's time mary and they take off their masks or their veils and it is Billy Lord and Leslie Grossman uh two yeah. of our favorites for uh um uh, american horror story and i think that well and then do they go through the whole thing I can't remember <laughs> they they the the, the um the which i don't know if they're witches the the ladies in black um say mary you made an arrangement an agreement we get the baby you get not to be in a famine like you get your your land can have some crops and survive yeah and um elizabeth's like you can't do that and they said they say something along the lines of like you know you'll be barren we'll come back for you and like no and she's like fine you're barren boom and then which reminds me of the musical uh into the woods where the witch makes anyway it's good uh steven sandbag anyway uh so they take the boy away and the or the baby away i I can't remember if it's a boy or not but um it's a creature it's a creature because it's like gross looking
0: well we I mean, demonic we the, the claws yes
1: yeah. which we had finally like pays respect to the the tr- the the, mm-hmm. the title sequence thank you um and mary's like leave me alone and she's just writhing in her bed again in pain and sadness because she lost her baby got taken away and elizabeth is just they say they're coming back for her and then we get the end yep. of that and then we cut right to after this title sequence anna drooling blood over the raccoon uh, yeah, yeah. Disgusting. This is where this episode lost me.
0: This episode was Which quite disgusting. the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. This episode was quite disgusting. Yeah. I, I think we were kind of like struck by this time. This jump is at the where beginning, it sucks. Yeah. Um, where we learned that the two women in the demonic dresses have been around for centuries. Um, not clear us yet why they happen to be in England at this point in time and have now made all their way to New York in 2021 or whenever this it's supposed to take place. Um, yeah. So, I have mixed feelings about this cold open, obviously, you know, I love to see Billy Lord and I love to see Leslie Grossman. However, I feel like in episode two, the two women in the hooded dresses was very creepy, and i they brought a creepiness. I feel like as soon as we see them, and not we know they're anymore,
1: and they're like played by two like comedic.
0: actresses who yeah so they totally lose the the horror edge to them at this point in time to me right yep um again it's it's fun to see them i think they're very funny in this episode as kind of the uh pr team but it's ashley's the ashley's but it's and that's that feels like very classic american horror story
1: this is exactly exactly you just nailed it that's exactly (laughs) where this changes into classic american horror story
0: yeah, but I, I I do feel like we, we lost Brothers. part of the like the the horror aspect that I liked about the previous episode in this particular in we well, yeah, in this particular episode. Um but yeah, you know, as you said, Mary the First makes this Faustian bargain, uh, giving away her baby. The parent I I it, there seems to be an insinuation that I think we go toward um that potentially Anna's gonna have to make some Faustian bargain to have her baby or something related to her baby, right? Mm-hmm. Um yep. You know, as this episode progresses and as mistrust in Dex grows, um, she also brings that maggot-filled raccoon into the house and into the basement, uh, puts it in the bassinet, uh, and at this point in time, I think she just leaves it there. But her motivation for doing this is completely baffling and not at all explained to us. Absolutely, this is—I agree—that this is, agree is starting to lose me a little bit because it's like we're supposed to have empathy for. Um, Uh, for for Anne at this point for kind of being gaslit and stuff but she has these kind of unexplained behaviors I guess if we think of it as potentially a side product of like the weird creature growing inside of her that she needs to crave blood and also I think this is when we start to make the ties between oh Siobhan's probably giving her blood and not B12 which again we kind of thought from episode one anyway right? um, that maybe like she has some kind of demonic thirst for blood at this point in time it's very red tide It is very that is again very red-tide, um, but also very disgusting, with the
2: yeah
1: like, um, yeah. I I was like, is she losing it? Like, like she's supposed to, and she doesn't even question it or like talk to anybody about like, hey, guess what, guys, I'm thirsty with blood for blood. Obviously, by the end of this, we're like she's lost it
2: anyway.
1: Yeah. And
0: what's the deal? what's the deal with Nicolette? Is Nicolette like wondering, looking at the window, and wondering like? What the fuck's up with this person, or is she looking at the window and like this is all happening as planned? You know, it's hard to say what's in the
1: latter. I think the latter.
0: I will say, as far as like that character goes at this point, I'm less mistrustful of her than I certainly am of Siobhan or Dex or Talia yeah. or a lot of the other people that are that are playing a role in this. Um, of course, Siobhan brings in the Ashleys at this point in time, um, who are going to come up with this whole spin campaign to fix her image. Which problems.
1: is wild to me. She threw up at the Gotham Wars, like, uh oh, girl, you are like just toast. You are screwed. Like people wouldn't have empathy for someone who like got sick because they're pregnant. And like I yeah. if anything, she would win sympathy, I would think. Yeah, she's gonna whatever. have some
0: virality happening there. Um so you know, there's... they were
1: their their whole spiel is pretty funny though. it's it was it was a nice
0: little levity mm-hmm. moment. It was a nice levity moment, and again, that's that's pretty classic. Um, we also get in this episode Virginia, who's Dexter's mother, who's played by the actress Deborah Monk, a Broadway star, um, who
1: also is in Gilded Age.
0: Is she really? There's mm-hmm. a lot of crossover Everybody's there too. a servant, mm-hmm. is Ryan Murphy involved in Gilded Age?
1: I wonder if they were just shooting in New York at the same time, so that's how they booked it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's some unexpected crossover. But there. yeah,
1: but Ryan Murphy is a Broadway fan. We know this. <laughs>
0: Yes. And I think Deborah Monk is quite good. I think she does she she's does great. a bit of she, in this like in this particular episode, she does a lot of like trashing Anna. So we know that she's yeah. not a big, big Anna fan. Yeah. Um she's good. Potentially more of an Adeline fan. Um but it's not soon after this that we learn that Anna actually there is a big, there's an ultrasound that Dr. Hill does, and actually Anna is still pregnant. And that's when we learn about this Vanishing Twin syndrome, in which basically Anna had two it was ha- I was having twins and like I guess the the way that it's explained to us is that like one twin kind of like absorbs the other, I guess, or, or like oh, well, it's not really that. It's more like there's not one twin is like too dominant that the other one doesn't have space in the womb or something along those lines, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we also weirdly learned that uh the director of the tour, Hamish and Shaban, are um friends of benefits. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where we like you know, we're not even pretending to think that Shaban's on some level on the level at all because we learned at this point that, like Shaban is orchestrating some kind of grand plan in which she gave Hamish the script to the auteur. Um, so, you know, this is where my mind's supposed to drift to, well, did Shaban really go through IVF, or was this all for some reason a targeted thing for Anna? You know right?
1: right. Yeah, this at this point I'm completely do not trust Siobhan at all.
0: No, no, not whatsoever. Um, Anna releases soon after, based on the Ashley's advice, in this like it's my body campaign, which is it's like an it's SNL pretty, sketch.
1: It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, I would say it's hilarious. It is definitely an SNL sketch. Like, yeah, I poop or like I defecate. Like, it's just, <laughs> um, but it's really long. It didn't need to. We didn't need to watch like all two minutes of it.
0: It it is quite long. Yeah, she goes into the street and everybody's vomiting. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 funny. It is funny. Um, so you know, it, it it seems like that campaign goes well. She kind of gets you know the Ashleys do their thing successfully, and then she again gets- Anna Anna gets some some flowers delivered, and in the note in the flowers is not to trust anybody. Which I don't think as viewers we were trusting anybody anyway at this point. No. In time um two additional things we learn and this is kind of a weird story like side side plots that we don't know what to do with yet um but we learned that virginia dex's mother is suing his dad mm-hmm. over so-called satanic abuse and so at this point we're like hmm the satanic woman in the basement of talia's house mm-hmm. dex's father possibly involved. abused his mother so that's there. that's like yeah. some weird tie it'll be interesting to see if we you know who if we end up meeting Dex's father, which I imagine we would, if it'll be some, one of our old American horror story folks.
1: Yeah. It's very, I mean, again, at this point we all know like, okay, this is not just a one-off incident that's happening to Anna. This, there's a string of things that have happened most likely, and she's selected, or we think she might be. Dex is like that, that's suspicious and even more suspicious enough that it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, an important story point moving forward of why this is happening to them
0: um right um and um at this point too i was thinking well so if dex's dad uh has allegedly committed satanic abuse against dex's mom is dex doing some kind of satanic abuse to that's you what know.
1: I'm thinking. Or is Dex the baby that was born that was like a demon or something? Or I, you know, what does that
0: what does that mean? Well, but obviously Virginia doesn't hold it against Dex, so no. Uh, a little, a little. A lot funny. of question. Also, also, Dex is kind of defensive of his father, which is suspicious too. Yeah. Um. Ends with there being um, Anna pulling out ice cream and pickles. Um, or no? Maybe that happens earlier, and then they're like the ice cream is like packed. There's like a bunch of ice cream the thing that doesn't make sense about this who puts ice cream in the fridge it's gonna be all melty oh, i didn't was,
2: i didn't know that
0: it's right there next to the pickles it doesn't make any sense to have ice oh, cream oh, that's in that gross it'd be making was puddles. It, was it yogurt them. i don't think so i think it's it's ben and jerry's it's it's advertising oh, that. Ben oh and yeah jerry's. you're right oh yeah it was um, um, yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah i saw that yeah it was like a whole like thing of it
0: yeah, and it's all huh. on the on the anyway. So that bothered, that was like a bother me. Like, why would there be asking in the fridge anyway? Which I think we would presume that like the only two people that could fill that fridge are either Dex or Nicolette. Um, yeah, Ugh. so you know, they're in on it. In there. They got to be. Um, but then she goes and eats the maggoty raccoon, which is like so disgusting.
1: Okay, and at this at this point, I'm like, whatever,
0: <laughs> I'm done. Uh, are there? I mean, I know you said you didn't have that many notes for this particular episode. Anything I missed here? Only thing is, I would say,
1: like I can't remember if we mentioned it, but like in her viral video, she that that is also her pregnancy announcement for the world, um, and she gets nominated for a Golden Globe, um, after like
0: public support sways her way again, right? That's all I have. Um, So, so my reaction to this episode, I think the first thing I wrote was gross. Yeah, I think I wrote more vanishing, which I was not particularly pleased with. Um, (laughs) And I didn't like the reveals. I didn't like that we learned so quickly that um, our creepy people in hoods were, you know, kind of traditional, like comedic relief. Yeah, um, as much as I like them. And so this for me was I, I, I give this three and a quarter. This is my least favorite episode of the bunch so far, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, I give this two and a half. Sorry, mm-hmm. I really I after this one, I was like,
0: I I'm gonna lower oh, mine. I'm gonna give mine i am th- I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I lower mind. mine down based on that. That's
1: I mean, like I loved I loved having Billy Lord, Leslie Grossman, like it was really cool, like I like them, but if I'm thinking for the storytelling side of this, which is what you and I do in our own ways, I can't get past that we are just still picking at our chin, pulling the hair out. And no other conversations are happening beyond people doubting Anna that are close to her. You know, yeah. there's a little bit of advancement. We learned there's some other connections that we didn't know about, but I like this we we were at four episodes now, and this could have been two,
0: yep, I agree with that. This episode felt like I don't the progress that happens in this episode feels very little,
1: yeah,
0: oh, the um, one.
1: The one other thing we didn't mention was like Nurse Ivy shows up at the parking garage and they chase after her and she's not there.
0: Right. Nothing. It's, it's, again it's nothing. More, nothing more showing up and disappearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so two. With that, I said two, and I lowered them to three. So I think that's. Yeah. I said two and a half. You no, know, you said two and a half. So that's yeah. five and a half. Yeah. That's that's pretty low. Yeah. Um. So that's episode four, and then of course the final episode of part one yep. of delicate. We have, um. Another episode uh, uh, directed by John J. Gray. And this one is called Preach. Preach. But with two E's, you know.
1: <laughs> yep. So obviously, our cold open is with uh, Ms. Preacher. And it's 1987. And she's pregnant. And she, she had a one-night stand during Fleet Week and got pregnant. Um, so she makes a deal to, like, have her baby back. Like, with the Black Failed Ladies. They help deliver her baby with Dr. Um,
0: Dr. Hill. Who Dr. We, Hill. Yes. Thank you. Who I realized, oh, so he's in on it too.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's been a few days. So I don't remember. What, do we see the baby? Do we see what it looks like? Is it also demonic looking or no?
0: I don't think we see Miss. Yeah.
1: baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, anyway, she has the baby. Uh, and then we go to Dex and his mother walking on the beach And they are talking, Dex's mom is asking him to testify against his father in the lawsuit. Um, And they go back and forth. But ultimately, Dex says he doesn't want to testify against his father. And she makes a really astute comment. And I didn't write it down verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, she's like, it's funny how men are actually not the braver sex when it comes to certain things or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And she says that he will likely regret it. Uh, And then that's our cold open.
0: That's our cold open. This, this episode is a tale of two storylines that don't really intersect too much beyond this (laughs) other than the fact that I guess we first learned about Miss Preacher through um, Anna. It, it, the, Miss Preacher, so this is my particular problem with this episode, is Miss Preacher engaging Virginia makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, Anna's worried about Miss Preacher stalking her, you know, has seen some stuff on her phone about, like, photos on Instagram, you know, has these suspicions. But for whatever reason, Miss Preacher at this point in time decides that she's going to reach out to Anna's mother-in-law um and you know potentially there's some satanic connection related to her husband but we don't it's not clear what that is at this point in time um it's moving so slowly right but then you know we see you know i think virginia turns a corner after this this conversation with dex or something or not long after it it, like out on the street and she runs into um the satanic women in the ladies the black veiled ladies exactly and we see that she's also haunted by these satanic women or whatever that was a
1: cool sequence actually i like that that. was
0: that was a cool sequence that was maybe one of the better parts of this episode um he turns around and runs into miss preacher uh and that's yes when we learn um well so she did give up her baby the preacher made a deal to give her baby to um, the women if she got the world and the world was that she sold a bag patent to Mark Jacobs before he was a big Yeah. Guy.
1: She was on the up and ups in the fashion world. She's like Lagerfeld, Saint Laurent. Like they all like wanted, like they had interest in her, or she was like, again, just kind of like Anna on the cusp of stardom in a way. Um, but
0: there was a trade off. Right. So Miss Preacher tells Virginia that because Dex lured Adeline. Uh, like, you know, made her fall in love with him. Uh, Adeline was quote unquote one of them, which we don't know what that means at this point in time. And thus they, again, we don't know who they are, want revenge. So the insinuation I think here is supposed to be that Adeline was somehow involved in like this satanic group that I imagine we are supposed to think that Lexi- uh, Leslie Grossman and Billy Lord also are. And yeah, that yeah maybe she was a hunted woman i don't know
1: it sounds like anna or adeline was a defector
2: yes
1: you know out of this group she was part of the group but then actually maybe fell in love with dex or something like that and didn't want to be a part of whatever it was and defected um yeah sorry i didn't you're you're doing you're going through the storyline first which makes complete sense um yeah, she says your son's in danger. They're coming for your family. They're mad at him. Adeline was part of them, and and then she was like a defector from this. Like I wrote cult, but I have no idea what it actually is. Like, is it a coven? Is it a cult? Is whatever. Yeah. But um, but she, anyway, yeah.
0: So there's this weird side plot that this very much, and, and honestly, that's kind of the end of the Virginia side plot in this particular episode. Yeah. And it just kind of feels like a vehicle for us to get Miss Preacher's backstory. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, hopefully this plays out into something more. But uh, again, like props to both women, it's the acting's terrific. Um, But I think, yeah, Julia White and Deborah Monk. But also it just it feels like a, you know, a B-side plot that doesn't fit into the rest at this point in time.
1: Um, Let's remember, and this is something we'll talk about after we finish this is there were writers not allowed while this was filming because there were certain contractual obliga- obligations for things that we Tyler and I do not know what they were but um after the strikes happened there was still filming but again contractual obligations but you but writers weren't allowed to be on set and they couldn't touch any scripts so whatever we're seeing now again this is pure speculation we don't know like you they weren't allowed to go back in and rewrite things after and we know that this wasn't finished filming if that makes sense i'm being i'm trying to tiptoe around not saying anything inaccurate but we do know that filming still happened but we knew that writers couldn't be there to change things as filming happened so this is the product of not having writers possibly on if there's any issues that we think aren't uh, that are writerly issues that could have been maybe fixed or tweaked or something like that that couldn't actually really happen
0: true 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 and then perhaps to your point that's why these plots the two kind of plot lines feel somewhat out of sync
1: right um thank you for bringing me back to the point
0: yeah, you know, I think it to kind of back to the, the Anna plot line. It turns out, you know, Anna goes into Siobhan's office, and that's when she realizes that, oh, Siobhan also happens to rap Babette, who we learned is 21. Um, and, and
1: I want to point out Babette, when they run into each other, there is wearing a choker or shadow. It is
0: He's wearing a shadow. black choker. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, and Siobhan Anna is kind of, mean again i was gonna say anna kind of calls siobhan out and she's like kind of a dick about it again i wrote she kind of yeah. seems like a shitty best friend and then of course she just kind of shoves more blood vials her way so now we don't um, like her officially yeah not being very subtle in her i mean you know deviant motives i guess but maybe anna's too far gone in her own delusions to realize this at some point um that and then also back at the house, I think this is when she, uh, Anna notices that now Ivy apparently is pe- appearing in the background of the Adeline picture. So I think we're we would imagine at this point that Adeline is a part of the or sorry not Adeline Ivy is a part of the same group that uh, that's what we think at least at this point right unless we're going to learn that she's like part of a. You know, opposing team. But at this point, our presumption is the Ashleys and Adeline and Ivy are all part of this and Siobhan are all part of this same demonic coven.
1: I assume so. I didn't realize it was Ivy in the background. I couldn't really get a good look when I watched it. I wasn't sure who, but we do see someone like appear and disappear. I think it's Ivy. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. How does Anna have no friends at this point? Like she literally has no friends. Her only people she talks to, she's isolated. This is how you. This is how you trap someone and gaslight them. This is why you know she doesn't have anyone around her that she. Well,
0: that she doesn't have any friends prior to when she started doing IVF. How long ago? Like how long have her and Shaban even been friends for? Where's
1: your cousin? Where's your friend you went to high school with? Where's your college roommate? Where is the person you worked with on that CW show
0: that you can talk to? Like anybody. We do learn that her parents died when she was young, I believe, right? And that, like, isn't that I think at some point there's, Dex says something along the lines of like with your mother. she never really she never really had a mother, so that's why she wants to be a mother. So there is some something I don't remember like which that. episode of, but there's some motivation around that, but I don't think she's got parents, but she's gotta have somebody, to your point. Um her agent, like you know, she talks some anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, apparently Sioban was her friend before she was her agent, right? Well well, that's she's her PR person, not her agent. Oh, that's right. I keep saying agent, yeah. but I guess it, but yeah. then uh, the Ashleys are also kind of like a PR team, so.
1: Yeah. They're a crisis PR team. Yeah. She's got other people. Anyway, this, we're just pointing out flaws at this point.
0: Right. Um, So, you know. Anna it, loses is the Golden yeah. Globe. <laughs> I, I was going to say, she, well, first of all, she's banned from oh, the she's Golden Globes. Yeah. Well, she's banned from going because Dr. Hill says, yes. if you want this baby, you can't go anywhere. So it's kind of like, she's not put on bed rest, but she's like, all the stress needs to be eliminated oh yeah um and you need to go to oh i think um dr hill recommends this like pelvic floor doctor and stuff and so i got a little confused because anna ends up going first to like the gym basically before she was a pelvic floor doctor and that's where there's like satanic goats in the shower um no she, it, oh oh yeah, i see what you're saying yeah she goes she does yoga and then Yo- she goes okay, yeah,
1: she goes to the yoga place and then the pelvic, she goes to I,
0: so, so i thought that was at first i was like oh she's in the public floor doctor but i realized that that was later when the public floor doctor comes i think to yeah else, it pelvic uh floor therapist meet thank you that's correct um
1: i know way too much about that <laughs>
0: <laughs> um dad's here hello e- what was i going to say oh um th- there's also a little sideline with nicolette Well, this is the weird thing. Part of this episode is that Anna invites, like, randomly decides she wants to have Sonia over to the house to like make amends, which isn't really clear. Or Um, just like scope her out, I think, in a way, just to scope her out because she looks. I like this. I like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which finally, she's doing something. Yes, finally she's doing something. Also, Nicolette has like a very weird reaction to Adeline that, or sorry, to Sonia. Sonia. And it's supposedly because she looks so much. Looks so much like Adeline, right? Yeah. Who she knew because she was the house manager back when Talia and her were best friends. Um and there's like a a moment in here too where like I think Anna like asked Sony like, Were you a woman in Green Heels in the bathroom or something? Because I saw you like had so, seen her in the street in Green Heels, and she was like, Oh no, that wasn't me. Um, so at this point in time, I'm like, is Sonia just lying or is there like Two Sonyas, and there's somebody who like wears Sonya's skin or something like that, you know? Ooh,
1: like a Cree. Yeah, there's something s- suspicious about that because she says, "Ooh, I never wear green," but then we get the flashback and she's surely wearing green,
0: right? Um, Shoes. So that's what, Well, and I think at this like Sonya at this point has also a similar chin mark again mm-hmm. to Ivy, so it's like, well, is that yep. like Ivy like a skin changer? Yeah. So I was like wondering a little bit about what's her. going on here. Yeah um and yes yes so so they have kind of the weird um exchange there and are kind of and that kind of being a little bit best buddies i guess it was um, I, I
1: liked that because there was like tension in the scene and it was like hey by the way and then she brings you the picture um i think at the car or two and doctor yeah. it was yeah. it was i i enjoyed that i was like yeah, okay no, here no, we that, go No,
0: no that was one of the better exchanges and i will actually say that like I think I I I like Anna, Annabelle Dexter Jones acting a lot. Yeah, she's she, she does a, she does a really good job. She might be she's lucky, like way ab- one of my favorite. She's way above everyone season. else mm-hmm. on this show. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, for some reason, Nicolette opens the owl gift, which yeah, is that was kind of weird. Weird. Um, that's kind of like Nicolette's behaving a little odd here. So there's something more going on. Also, it's an owl, like the owl we saw in the woods that was in Miss Preacher's place. So there's right. there's some kind of weird connection there? um we learn also we get more details also on Shaban and Hamish they have kind of that weird exchange during their dinner dinner um where we learn not only did Shaban like bring that script to him and everything but like um brought the script to him insisted on Anna being the actor even though Hamish didn't want to bring her in so like it's just further evidence that Shaban's been like really orchestrating something particularly toward Anna for years at this point in time like there's some kind of grand scheme happening yep um again anna then meanwhile goes to the pelvic floor therapist and um has gets assaulted i was gonna say kind of a similar experience to nurse ivy where somebody's kind of like up in her business all over again
1: and she's literally saying no like any professional ever and yeah that just no that this is like she is assaulted that is that is assault but and, then but also yeah, the but girl,
0: the, the girl who's doing it is like dressed at all black, I noticed. Mm, so I was yeah. like, hmm. Oh, is she is she part of this uh yeah. satanic group too. And then, you know, Dex starts to at this point, like finally, instead of being passive aggressive, like finally call Anna yeah. out um and admits that he thinks she's crazy, crazy. And I think I think he says, like, what do you want from me? And Anna says, like, I, I need you to believe me, is, is what she says. Uh, but like at this point i don't know how anna can even be, like i don't know how she believes what's happening because it seems like tight with the time jumps and everything like how can she trust where her own head's at yeah anymore you know um but to the point you made earlier anna does not go to the globes has to watch on tv the wins um and like right as babette wins i think like anna has like this coughing fit where she coughs out claws so i don't know if like I, of hers. I couldn't is that what that was i couldn't I th- tell I, I thought it was like the claws from like yeah the, like the baby claws it was sharp um, pointed something so that 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 makes sense yeah yeah so i think she's watching isn't she watching on her phone in that same basement by yep. that creepy door mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. um and i think after this siobhan talks to her and yeah, seems to make a deal that basically like it feels a little bit like this faustian bargain that we see mary the first make with the two hoodlays which is basically like do you want an oscar do you want a baby and it's i think without knowing it what anna's saying is that she's going to give up her baby for an oscar right Is the insinuation.
1: she says like do you do you want an oscar and anna's like yes she's like do you want oscar as much as a baby and she says
0: yes Mm -hmm.
1: and then she says okay and then we see like this next, red hand, like grab Anna and pull her off screen.
0: And then the next day we learned that Babette was decapitated in a car crash. Just um,
1: like her choker she was wearing when we saw her in the beginning of the episode.
0: You know what this also reminded me of was Hereditary.
1: <laughs> 100%. Which Tony Collette should have won an <laughs> Oscar for. And as one of the most brilliant, all the pieces pieces
0: coming together Oscars, yeah, decapitation. And, (laughs) um, yeah, apparently Siobhan engineered this whole thing.
1: Um, crazy too. Like, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to not use the word crazy too much with mental health stories and whatnot, but, um, but, but wild that, um, Siobhan would sacrifice another, like, like award-winning uh actress that was under her wing or under her purview uh for another one who's fine also um but to choose to kill one off this is what i'm assuming is happening with the storyline that she is making this happen or allowing this to happen just because the most important thing to siobhan now is that baby inside of of anna
0: well, and it does bring it back to like, you know, if this was, it, we're supposed to be thinking of like, you know, um, what's the saying that like Siobhan's playing 4D chess or whatever, right? Like, or I like... You know she's seeing moves ahead of on the board that are three steps ahead. You know, did she enlist Babette as a client in particular to in, ignite the fire in Anna to you know want to win the Oscar or whatever? Is, is this all like a long play manipulation to get to this point where Anna's going to make this right wholly consequential deal to basically trade her baby for the, this big career award, right? Um. And this was the, uh, the uh, exclamation oh, point the, on the end of episode five. Oh, the, is, there, uh, is there something I missed?
1: I would say the final scene after she learns that uh, Babette has been decapitated in a car accident, um, we see the uh, Anna's iPhone, the call screen, and Siobhan, Siobhan is calling
0: her. That's right. So, of course, we already knew this, but it's, it's yeah. hitting us over the head a little bit with, oh, Siobhan did this.
1: Yes. So I give this episode three and a quarter. I liked it. It was it was interesting. It, it kind of moved things along. There was, you know, some interesting character development for uh, Miss Preacher. That being said, what you said early on, and th- these were two different stories. Completely true. So did it work as an episode? Eh. That's why it's three and a quarter. Or that's why it's three uh was it interesting how they developed the progression for Anna's story yeah a little
0: more so that's three and a quarter to me <laughs> that's fair enough um i wrote down that i felt that this episode was a little bit all over the place mm-hmm. um in good ways and bad i think you know i We don't, it's not clear to us yet why the Miss Preacher Virginia interaction had to happen versus Miss Preacher just talking to Anna. Um, Maybe there will be some rationale that that comes forth, but at this point in time, it's felt just very random, Um, especially given that Virginia and Anna don't have a relationship at all. Um, You know, the Babette decapitation was unexpected. (laughs) Um, And I feel like we really see Siobhan uh, showing herself to be the. Kind of satanic demon she is, I guess. I, I feel like pretty quickly here we need to learn more about what's going on with Cara Delevingne, um, like yeah, randomly it's... appearing and not appearing. Like it's that part has gone on for way too long, um, and there needs to be more answers. Like this episode with the photo is just kind of, I don't know, a, a almost emphasizing like how often she's looked at the window and seen her come and go um since episode one um so i didn't like that part either but i did really like to your point the kind of like friction filled interaction between sonia and anna um which was great in in you know annabelle dexter jones he carried it she's sc- carrying it like was really she's so solid great. that was the most we've gotten of her so far and i thought she was great when she's um, on screen
1: i feel like i'm watching. The- I'm watching a show that's on HBO, obviously, or like something just, I don't know, more elevated and sleek and uh, it just, it feels different.
0: In I'll say like, looking back to when Anna first meets her in the art gallery, and then also the random scene where she sees somebody on yeah. the street and like, there's a very like almost chilling look in her eye. If you go back and watch yeah. that and like, she's waiting for Dex, um, no, like sends a shiver down my spine to like that particular scene she's, so she's really good she's great I, I i gave this a three and a half in my notes okay. um and i think i'll stick with that i think i'll give it a three and a half um i think there were ups and downs but the parts seemed a little disparate and i feel like we need there needs to be a little bit of work to bring this together what does preacher have to do with this thing what's going on with um ivy those sorts of things right yep
1: so that's six point seven five, um, and I think your concerns are maybe because of the strike. You know, I I keep going back to that. I keep it's thinking, possible,
0: it's possible. It'll be again, it'll be very interesting to see if we notice or feel like the back half of the season is any different than the front half. You know, oh god, if we don't, then everything we just said about or I said about well, it was a strike, and they needed the writers back
1: into the tweak things or condense it or truncate certain whatever's.
0: I'll look like a fool. Um, that's something we're risking at this point in time. So,
1: and then all our all our listeners will be like, "Well, yeah, dude, you are watching American Horror Story. This is how it goes." I know. This could have been two episodes and two beautiful, like there, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Just needs to be like condensed and truncated,
0: right? Yeah, I would have preferred less of the raccoon eating episode and more of this episode you're like into your point like giving this giving this stuff more breathing room and and less of that raccoon yeah stuff. um so that's yeah that's episodes one through five you know i think uh i'm intrigued at where things are going there's a lot of loose ends that need tying but we've got half a season left to get there um mid-season mvp i think you know annabelle extra jones seems to be where we both have kind of a lot of energy
1: 100 percent, fantastic um I think she's um, great. I, th-
0: I, th- I think we have some strong character moments. I'm digging Deborah Monk as Virginia, even though I don't I still don't yet get the she's point good. Of that character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's a solid one for me. Um
1: I would say um Dennis O'Hare is doing what he does, and yes. I want him to continue to be be hired because he's fantastic. Um
0: and Emma Roberts is fine. I think after five episodes, my response is Emma Roberts is fine. This is actually the one thing I wanted to say after the beginning. I don't know that I like Emma Roberts in this kind of role more than I like her in the kind of um, savagely direct um, witty repartee role. I think Mm -hmm. that's, uh, to me, it almost feels like a better fit for her. And it ends up making Anna feel kind of flat to me that I I don't know. They're just, I don't feel like there's as much depth as I get when I get a a Emma Roberts character that kind of has that, uh, yeah, Mean Girls attitude, you know, and
1: and this is where I, you know, I kind of sort of wish I could talk to someone who knows the source material to know if the characters are given more depth and motivation and you know layers. I don't know if it's, I mean, it's definitely not there in what we're what we watch so far. We haven't gotten anything beyond, as I said in the beginning, like gaslighting cycling through over and over the pulling of the hair of the spider showing up the picking at the zit like we and it advances so slowly with the exception of the one episode where it kind of picks up a little bit um i think that's episode three uh so yeah um yeah. i i i wish i wish we had the remaining five episodes i'm assuming it's five but we don't know
0: um true yeah I mean, I'm presuming it's five, but I guess we don't know that for sure. So we'll see. Uh, but I'll be curious to see where it lands. Right. Like at this point, yeah. you know, um, are you worried? I feel like there's not buzz around this anymore.
1: I mean, I'm on Reddit. I'm on Twitter. Well, I'm on Twitter. I don't well, participate. But, it, but like, you know what I mean? People well, how seem how to be that... not as excited about it anymore.
0: What are I mean? What are people excited about? I feel like it, I feel like with the lack of promotion from the actor yeah. strike and stuff like that, they, it feels like a little bit of a dead time where, like, even yeah, big movies and different things that you feel like there would have been a ton of enthusiasm around. I'm thinking like the Indiana Jones movie that came out, Marvels oh, yeah. that came out, yeah. um, a bunch of fair. stuff. It's Just That's like totally it's, fair, yeah. It's just like not getting yeah energy around it. Like things are flying under the radar. I bet like you know people who even. Would typically watch American Horror Story, like, might not even just be aware, like, or even like passively, just don't know that it's out. You know what I mean? So, totally. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a fr- like refreshing for it to come back in the new year when people are back out promoting stuff again and it'll get a I would love like that more of a life. I mean, obviously, you know, you look at these names Kim Kardashian, Carrie Levine, these, these are people who've got like pretty big social media following. So, I'm sure that they can, yeah, some folks in just with their through their own gravity. So, agreed i don't know we'll have to see where it goes um uh, but with all that said we're now cut up uh and hopefully here we you are too so thanks for joining us this is a long episode we're coming up on two hours but we I know oh my
1: god i thought we'd do an hour and a half
0: here we are here too but i you know i think it was required right like um uh, yeah, we did hopefully, it. hopefully we did it justice and i am looking forward to revisiting season um uh, the back half of this season of delicate um between now and then, if you have thoughts or you know if you want to follow up on like if you're a book reader and want to give us some insight there, that'd be great too. Also just theories of what's happening, predictions for the rest of the season, all that great stuff. You can catch us at this American Horror Story at gmail.com or uh on our Facebook page at basebut.com slash this American Horror Story. Um That's Chris, the
1: best place to to interact with both of us, I would say, because we chime this. in on the comments. Yeah. I mean like yeah my social media is like so lame these days and i don't engage with it too much but um but our facebook for this american horror story like we're writing in there we're talking you guys are talking with each other it's so awesome so i i that's the spot to catch me if you
0: want to talk to me too that is the spot funny enough like who would have who would have thought facebook of all places
1: i know Um, eventually might change but for now that's the
0: best yeah for now that's the best uh well thank y'all for listening and i uh, can't wait to catch you again when we pick things back up in the new year hope you all have a uh safe and happy holiday season through the new year and until then happy hunting!